Super Nation, I'm back. How's everybody doing? Hope you're all having a super nice day. Well, well, that's different. What's up, everybody? Um, today, I'm going to talk about modding. Why? Because on the previous podcast, I actually started talking about modding. So, it reminded me, oh, I should make a podcast about modding. And there we are, a podcast about modding. For those that don't know, and probably it's going to be the lot of you, um, I was actually a game modder way back when. Like, uh, I stopped doing mods like six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. Not doing mods or... I did some mods, but not nothing very big, nothing very famous. And most of them I did it for myself, so I only use them on my uh, my games. Um, but I did used to mod my games a lot. And um, nowadays, I feel that games are more closed off and harder to mod. And uh, companies are making a point and an effort to prevent modding. Why? Well, because of the rise of the DLCs, because of the rise of the expansion packs, all the digital content that you can acquire by paying them, produced by them, of course, to increase and to modify your game, uh, they just figured out, hey, people are making mods, gamers are using the mods, can we profit from it? Of course we can. Let's go for DLCs, expansion packs, and other digital content added. So, I, I get it that from a business standpoint, it, they're, they're locking it down, and it's not good for business. And they're trying to make an effort to, do, to develop more content for the game so that the, the shelf life of a game actually prolongs. But I think they should be able to, they should find like a midterm between the modding community and the original uh, content that they deliver, you know? And let's not talk about the games that you buy the game, but you're not buying it in full. You need to buy all the DLCs to have the true experience of the game. So, yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. Um, quick example. Two games that I usually modded, just because I felt that the database was so small that it... Like the game could be so much bigger, and even nowadays, I still think that the database for these two games in specific are small and could be way bigger, even if we're talking about extra content, digital expansion packs, whatever you can guys can do it. It's easy, modders have been doing it for years, and I'm talking about FIFA. Well, who says FIFA says pass, right? But I'm talking about FIFA and NBA 2K. Like, now they're doing it, to, especially in the case of 2K, they're doing it like the Legends team, like the Uber All-Star Legends. You needed to, to be able to play with them. And uh, like six to seven years ago, that was not common in NBA 2K. You might get an All-Star team, you might get like a, a Bulls from 95, but it was short, you know, it wasn't enough. And uh, even like EuroLeague, I remember grabbing a freaking huge mod that added the EuroLeague to NBA 2K. Yeah, I was a happy buzzer just playing with Real Madrid and whatever. 
playing against NBA squads and stuff like that. Uh, nowadays, they've also added like EuroLeague and national teams, but stuff like that. So they, it took a while to, to put it in, but still, when they put it in, it's short, it's productive, it's not up to potential, you know? Because they can do so much more. But of course, I get it. The name of the game is NBA. I, I totally get it. It's about the National Basketball Association League. Righto. But why not cater to other interests? Make them a DLC. Like the national teams, like the World Cup, the Euro Cup, the freaking Olympics. If you imagine how cool it would be to go to a NBA 2K season, of course, purchase the, the Olympic DLC and being like a young guy, like you're, you're a pro player, and uh, during your first or second or third year, getting the chance to qualify for the national team and going to the Olympics, man, that's like, whoa, that's a completely new storyline, something new. And I actually think that a few players would actually acquire it, so it might be worth the effort. But if it's not, please open up the game a little bit so that the mother community can come in, come in and do it. But here, I'll talk about it after I talk about FIFA. In FIFA, it's the exact same feeling. It always pissed me, like, I mean, pissed me off that in Portugal, you only had two competitions. They had hidden squads from the second league. They had enough, like a few years ago, they had enough squads from the second league that you could create the second league in game. So I would go get Ronaldo's tools. Yeah, I think that's the name of the guy. Big shout out to him. Um, that you can modify the, the 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 game. And the first thing that I would do that's just it. I would just waste hours creating competitions. That's just it. I would make like the preseason competitions where just clubs could have access to it specific clubs, the invite, stuff like that. I would, of course, create the second league for, for Portugal. I would add uh, promotion and relegation spots to the Premier, the second league in Portugal. I would add the Super Cup. I would add the Liege Cup. All that stuff, you know? And I'll, I still find FIFA lacking in this. Of course, if you're going to the UK Championship, to the British Championship, If the, sorry, the Premier League, my apologies. If we're going to La Liga, if we're going to the French League, if we're going to the Italian League, you're gonna see like multiple divisions, a few tons of clubs, and more than one national competition. But I know the game handles so much more. And you're already doing the homework, and we know that you're not gonna put faces on all the players. We know that you're not gonna make all the jerseys from all the clubs to perfection. It's fine. It's fine. Just either give me an official game editor so I can do it myself. If you want to make money, Give me the option to buy the DLCs, to buy the competitions. Like something in FIFA that truly, truly pisses me off. And they've got the, the I know they've got the, 
the Jesus, the copyrights, the I don't know, don't remember the word. Like for the World Cup, they own the rights to create a game for the World Cup. They did it this year. They created a freaking DLC, free DLC for the World Cup. Give me that every single year. That's just it. Give me a DLC for the Euro Cup, for the World Cup, for the World Clubs Championship, you know? For the European Super Cup. I want to play those games. I want to enjoy grabbing those titles. Of course I'm going to play the base game. Of course I'm going to do a Portuguese league. Qualify to the champions. Get my ass kicked on champions. Move to a bigger club. Go grab the Champions Cup. And uh, try out a little um, national games play. But it's all hidden inside the game. I want to be able to... I know, I know. What you're going to say is, oh, but you can create a your own tournament yeah but have you looked at the tournament maker the rules are so the rules are so uh, few and missing and you can only do like basic tournament competitions ah, I want more that's why I used the mods back then and there were these crazy cats really crazy cats that extended FIFA, I haven't checked it up since probably FIFA 15, probably, but they've extended the total database, and we're talking most clubs with proper uh, jerseys, uh, proper stadium names, all that stuff, even stadiums itself, they've extended the freaking game to free, to, to what, sorry, to 100 national options. They did the freaking World Cup with all the national clubs, all the national teams. You could go with Fiji if you wanted to and try to qualify for the World Cup. They did like huge work. It was all possible. You would just mad to mod your game, use a specific launcher, but it's there. It's possible. You can do it. So give me that option, please, EA. I will buy it. I will pay money for it. And you're releasing a new game to the franchise every year. So think about it. If you don't want to seem like big money grabbers, do it with in-game cash. I don't care. You're going to force the players to play it. So you're going to have players invested in your game. And you can always buy in-game cash, right? <laughs> so, yeah, modding. These two games are ones that I, I honestly started, but I did so much more. I still remember the top-down GDA was probably the one that I had most fun modding. Because I would just create maps for myself, like an entire huge city. We're talking about the top-down GTA, right? An entire huge city with secret doors, with secret passages, with weird roads. And then I had to go and add the traffic lanes, all that stuff the NPCs damn even you could if you wanted to if you could if you wanted to waste your time you could add scripts to it and create storylines how freaking amazing is that of course this is not for everybody we're talking about a very specific taste that is you enjoy a game so much that you want more out of it and the game does not deliver so you find the modding community that's actually doing weird stuff to the game and they're adding more content to it they're 
officially, unofficially, extending the shelf life of this game in particular. And then I started doing it when they released GTA 3D or Vice City, even San Andreas. I think even even Liberty City I modded. I, I got a few mods and I put it in there. I would actually go and one of the things that I always wanted to do and I always wanted to get, but they were never up to standard, was just go and modify the city. Something that really always triggered me, especially on GTA 3D, and I would actually I used to do it in the GTA top-down uh, game was add building interiors. Like I know, I know you're gonna make the game massive, but can you imagine a game like GTA where every building you can enter, every apartment you can explore? Dude, this just makes the game so much bigger. You know. You can just hide some so much stuff in that in that game, but you're gonna have your players busy for months. We're not talking about hours or days. You're gonna have your player base scouring the game for months. You know, even even a game like I recently started playing the Division, and some of the buildings are enterable. Well, quite a few actually, but not all, and surely not all the top the high buildings. Dudes, if they did just three stories for every building in that part of New York that's represented there, man, that game would grab a whole different level. Just go check out the DZ, where you can actually have like a guy hiding in the third floor of a completely random building waiting for you to cross his, uh, his uh, site. Oof, what a game, what a game, what a game, but no. No, they're closing down the modding capacities, they're closing down their games, even though the, the modding community usually has very good developers and people that really know what they're doing and really strive to, to achieve the, the goals that they, they put to their mind. Like this guy, Ronaldo for FIFA, is completely crazy. He does it every year. Every year he develops tools to, for you guys to expand the game beyond its capacity, beyond what it's was uh, designed for even gameplay mods there's like so many like a more realistic mod the more arcade mod the moon mod damn what but then we have other games that are still modding uh, friendly and we gotta talk about the number one right now because it's minecraft minecraft has been the one that's really made the modding community into a new asset again because there's so much stuff out there I know that now since Microsoft bought it it's not the same thing and I still think to, till this day very funny that Microsoft has bought a Java game um, and, but if you want to you can just go grab the good old Java client for Minecraft and there's so many, too many mods for this game. We've reached a point that it's hard to get mods to work together. And you got guys completely dedicated to making the mods that have already been made compatible with each other and making mod packs, all that stuff like Direwolf 20, all those guys, you know? And I find this like, this is what 
the golden age of modding was back a few years ago. Minecraft has really released the modding spirit back into the communities, back into the game. And there's dudes, I, sh I still remember having like 1.2, 1.3, and somebody developed the portal gun. And if you pointed the portal gun to the moon, it will the next portal you open would suck up all the blocks it, it could because of the vacuum of space. It was like something so simple, so easy, so perfect. It's done by the modding community. It's just the capacity, the, the, the probabilities, the imagination that it's all there. It's so rich, so rich. And gaming companies, uh, publishing studios should probably approach like, like for example, Battlefield. Battlefield. Um, Battlefield 1942, usually modded. Battlefield 2, usually modded. Battlefield 3, nope. Battlefield 4, nope. Because of all the stuff that they did with the launchers and all this stuff. They, they are now reverting. I find this funny. But whatever. Honestly, EA knows of the background and the, the, the story that uh, Battlefields have with the modding community. Why don't you go back and develop the mod tools? We used to have those. Some companies did it. You know? If I, I'm, I think even Valve did it, right? Am I wrong? I think Valve developed uh, modding tools for their own games after a while. So you could go, pick it up, and extend the game. And from this, we actually have more games nowadays because of this. Counter-Strike was, was kind of a mod, right? Day of Defeat was a mod. Like, Uber, Uber games that became games themselves are just mods of Half-Life. Really? Check it up. It's history. It's a good lesson. So, hopefully, maybe someday the things will turn. Or maybe they'll start asking the communities about the DLCs and the digital content that the communities really want to. That means that they will have shorter times to develop it and they all they'll they will have to release the games and think about it afterwards, not the the plan that they have today, so they're gonna release the base game or the game and they already have a pipeline uh, for future releases for future DLCs or future expansion packs, stuff like that. So uh, this this might be a bit trickier to manage and of course, it would have to be an active community. I get it. Nowadays, games are not that much about the community. Unfortunately, they're more just about playing it and trashing it and getting the next new new one. That's why we're getting so many, so many sequels and pre-sequels and prequels and uh, I don't know. Every year, and every game has now become a franchise. Uh, at this point, I really don't get. But whatever, whatever. So yeah guys, that's it. Don't forget to go check out Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and Twitch. Thank you very much. If you're a patron, you're freaking awesome. Thank you very much. And hopefully I'll be seeing you soon and uh, listening to you'll be listening to me soon. If it's the first time you check the podcast, go check out the other ones too. Hopefully I'll you find something you like. Don't forget to like this. Don't forget to follow on SoundCloud. And Supernition, that's it. I'm out. Peace. And have a super nice day.